Welcome to Glass Onion Minute. This is the Movie by Minute podcast. We break down the sequel to Knives Out. Glass Onion, one minute of screen time at a time. I am your host for this week. My name is Paul Francis Sullivan, but please, by all means, call me Sully. Today, my guest is returning. It's Andrew Lindy, and we are going to be talking about minute number 17, which begins with Ethan Hawke's character introducing himself for his very short role and welcoming us to Greece and ends with Kate Hudson admiring a material but not quite sure what it is but I know what we are going to be doing here we're going to be having a wonderful time talking yet again about introductions of characters blocking on a pier and character development this time through COVID testing <laughs> I, uh, so you have to ask, did you know before you watched this film that Ethan Hawke would be making a cameo in it? No. And I love cameos like this. I yeah. love, and, and, you know, a slight spoiler, he's in this minute and the next one and that's it. And I have to mm-hmm. admit the first time I saw the movie, because he is kind of this mysterious character coming out of the limo and he has a bit of, uh, the, you know, the technology, I just assumed he was going to be when things were when things spoiler alert when things get a little weird on the island. I just assumed he was going to be, you know, he was going to be a major part, mm-hmm. you know. And then when he wasn't, I thought, you know, there's there's another really great one scene cameo. There's a couple yeah. of really good cameos, but like one scene cameo uh, later or no, what? No, no, it was later. I, yeah, it, 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 not it, later chrono- chronologically, yeah. but later in terms of the <laughs> film. I did. Um, and, uh, uh, Ethan Hawke is credited as efficient man, which yeah, I, I, I love I, that. I think the Ethan Hawke cameo is so great in the, in the way that these kinds of murder mystery movies of the past would have cameos like this. They would have mm-hmm. a, a, a bigger name actor in a small role that you would think, oh, maybe they are going to come back later. It, it adds to the, you know, allure of the mystery where you don't quite know who to trust or what, who's doing what. By the way, one of the things that I, I love about this particular scene, and and it's and maybe it, I felt he was going to show up again because it, he appeared in this specific scene, which is kind of the the assembly of the main characters. So naturally, when you have you know Dave Bautista and uh, uh, you have uh, Leslie Odom Jr., you have uh, eventually you'll have uh, Janelle Monae and Catherine Hahn. And all these very well-known actors are all showing up along with Daniel Craig. You would assume, and now Ethan Hawke is there, and he seems, and he, you know, he has access to this technology. So you're thinking, oh, he's going to be, especially later when we go to the island. There's all sorts of nooks and crannies, and people walking around. Who was that? Who was that? So I just assumed eventually Ethan Hawke would come back. But yeah, it's it makes this scene. Rewatching it, you know, I rewatched the film again last night just to sort of freshen myself up. It made it. I forgot he was in, so it was, it was uh, uh, wonderfully surprising again. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Greece. This fine craft will take you to Mr. Braun's Island. It is a two-hour journey. Your captain, Mr. Andino, will assist you with your luggage. 
But first, I'm going to need you to remove your mask and extend your tongue. This will only be momentarily uncomfortable. But, uh, uh, he, and he has a lot of information that he gives right right away. He kind of he shows up and he starts uh, throwing a lot of information out. I like that he, he's like, oh, it's a two-hour journey to the island. Your captain is Mr. Antino. Uh, he's, and, and then he starts, uh, you know, he tells everyone, you know, remove your mask and extend your tongue. And then he sprays whatever this little spray gun is at them. And it's only momentarily uncomfortable. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> a great moment with Kate Hudson when, when he just sort of... Mr. Cody. No pineapple on that, right? Duke don't dance with pineapple. There's no pineapple. Well, since I'm the odd man out, Governor, you're all friends. Miles is one of these weekend reunions every year. Some not-so-invitations, an extravagant trip. This little menagerie. Yeah, they make a Men in Black reference, and it is funny because he does have the sunglasses on. It is like the, the neuralizer for Men in Black. <laughs> and and it's... But this is this is also this is a brilliant part of the this is there's a couple of brilliant things going on in this particular minute. Excuse me, I love your accent. I just had to try it. Oh, oh. Eight years of doing these trips, you're the first new person he's ever invited. Oh. You must be very special. Oh well. <laughs> and you made a great point there that that you know, like how do you get this uh, exposition done mm-hmm. and not have it just be clunky exposition? Well, first of all, you have a, a major movie star show up and capture everyone's attention. So everyone's going to listen to him because, hey, Ethan Hawke just showed up. And he and he, he is an efficient man. He has only a few lines and there's a lot of information. But that would be what someone would try to explain, you know, what, you know, what they're going to do. But then he does something very visually interesting is, and mm-hmm. he shoots everyone in the mouth. So therefore it's not just clumsy exposition, but the other thing, what it does, and this is very brilliant in the movie is by having him do this. And I think this is the only minute he appears and he may appear briefly in the next minute, but um, this is certainly, he has certainly less than two minutes of screen time. Mm-hmm. Um, in that we now don't have to worry about the map. That's right. Cause he, that's right. He has to, he has to he get, does, yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's, we're not going to, okay, don't worry, folks. Do not be wearing masks the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And this is how we're going to get away with that. And, but also they don't have to have a scene explaining what it is. He's yeah. a tech guy. He's got tech stuff. He's working on tech stuff. He found out a way to smash COVID. Just, just go with it. Go with it. They're not going to wear them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This here is to say, how do we remove the masks? Mm-hmm. And this is how you do it. We get an exposition and you remove the mask very quickly. Oh my God, Ethan Hawke is a very efficient man. <laughs> yeah, I do like, and then we we get uh, all the reaction shots, I think are really good to being sprayed in the mouth with this thing where every single person is kind of, uh, has their different version of like choking on it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, of course the, the tough guy, you know, I don't do pineapple. Is there any pineapple in this? Why would yeah. there be pineapple in this? Well, like, I like specifically he says, Duke, don't dance with pineapples. Yeah. That's how he says it. <laughs> so it's such a crazy way, but that's the, his character. Duke is, uh, you know, kind of a, he'll say things in a, in a wild manner that doesn't make a lot of sense. But yeah. And of course, and, 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 you know, Kate Hudson's reaction to it is so over the top, you know, mm-hmm. but of course it's sort of, you know, it kind of reminds me of like, yeah, especially when my kids were were young and you say, okay, we got to, you know, we have to like clip your fingernails. 
and they would react like I was torturing them, you know. So mm-hmm. there's like, but then you know, Catherine Hahn just just takes it, you know, mm-hmm. removes, boom, and the the I find the flirting with um, uh, Kate Hudson to Benoit to be very interesting mm-hmm. because she's again there's great blocking that when we see, I mean, you the Ethan Hawke shoots um, Kate Hudson with the Men in Black thing. Yeah. Okay. Then they cut to, um, you know, behind, and he walks over. Duke, don't dance with pineapple, whatever it is. And the camera moves back to behind um, Catherine Hahn and Daniel Craig, and the and that focuses on them. The background now goes out of focus, so it's one of the few times where the camera is telling you where to watch because a lot of times it would be the deep focus, but no, it's a rack focus here. So focus on them. And he's, you know, you know, Benoit is still trying to figure out why he's there. What is going on? What is this? What is this party? And so he's kind of the surrogate audience at this point. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's definitely uh, doing his detective business now. Like he's, fully trying to figure out who he can align himself with what information he can gather from, from each person. Uh, and I like uh, <laughs> that even um, Catherine Hahn is uh, what is her Claire? Yeah. She, Go- she, Claire. Um, <laughs> she can't resist uh, saying a word in Benoit Blanc's accent, mm-hmm. but the word that she chooses doesn't fit the sentence that she's trying to say at all. I think she's, she says, oh, we have a little party. Everyone's like, a menagerie, which is a menagerie is like a group of animals, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of funny that that's she she really wanted to test out that accent, which is kind of like extremely silly. But she's just having like this is her version of fun. where <laughs> She's like, I'll I'll say a silly word. <laughs> and but there's also I, it's interesting in that. Um, they're all kind of trying to figure him out too. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to figure out what's happening there, and they're all trying to figure out why he's there. So it's kind of like you could very easily have blocked this scene where you're following the the disruptors, but they're uncomfortable by the presence of Benoit Blanc, and instead it's Benoit Blanc's point of view of him being introduced to the disruptors, and so it's you know it, the point of view is very important in this i again going back to the thing i saw i read uh, i mean the 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 making of thing i saw with with ryan johnson the boat was kind of parked off screen so he had for the initial parts of the scene he really only had two ways to block it you know down the pier one way down the pier the other way mm-hmm. you don't see the side view of walking until ethan hawk arrives and the boat has arrived too because the boat was just off screen so if they did a shot like that you would see the boat just off screen mm-hmm. and but what that did is it forced him to block the scene the way it did facing one way or the other and he also said that they couldn't lay down uh dolly tracks on the on the uh pier so they they had a jib arm doing most of this. So it was a, it was a camera on a kind of on an arm that was being the the cameras was turning on a remote control and someone was operating it from the end of a like, the long pole there basically. Mm-hmm. And so he was able to do things. It gave him a lot of freedom to move the camera back and to play around with the the blocking of the scene, uh, which is just critical for this. But you don't. It's interesting knowing that. 
that you don't see the side view until Ethan Hawke arrives and the boat pulls up. And it's almost, he said, we got to just pull the boat up right now. Just pull the boat up right now so we can actually give us a couple of different shots. Uh, the conversation uh, with that Birdie has with Benoit right at the end of this minute, uh, he's, she, I think she says something like it's he's the first person in eight years, first new person to be invited. Yeah. I, I But Whiskey must have been, well, maybe Whiskey doesn't count as an invite. She's like a plus one to do. Yeah. Yeah, because hmm. because he, he even says you remember whiskey, so it was it was less. That's kind of like, you know, I'm I'm sure um, Peg wasn't in there either. Like she's mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, he's going to bring whiskey along, and Peg is there because, you know, she can't walk two feet without you know having her without having Peg poor Peg there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and you you get the sense, at least I get the sense that whiskey is not exactly welcomed by everybody that she's tolerated mm -hmm. uh, but she's not really you know that that you know he's that he's like this what is a man's rights doofus who of course has a has a bimbo with him um mm -hmm. but yeah that that you know you we're getting a lot of information here and including the knowledge that that you know this is the first new person there you know <laughs> i love you know, Kate Hudson's costume is exquisite. You know, just the 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 you know the 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 dark skirt, you know, the dark dress, but with colors on it. The huge hat that at mm -hmm. one point in the in an earlier minute kind of eclipses everything out, and you know she just comes right over and starts playing with uh, you know Benoit's collar, and but again, it's a kind of a it's a it's certainly a flirty move. Mm -hmm. um and you know he's sort of smitten with her knowing who she is but um it's also kind of, it's also kind of clumsy and clueless in her own way yeah and i think i mean i think benoit you know even allows this interaction because he is he is gathering information like he is on the job already yeah and of course, she can't get one of the easiest bits of information, which we're going to find out for sure the next minute there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is you know, it's funny the the scene with the efficient man. There's a lot of efficient storytelling being done here, mm -hmm. and that, and again, we're, I want to get the the fourth minute you and I are going to do. We're going to dive deep into the uh, the franchise itself because most of it's just a boat on the water yeah. but uh so we could we could fill in some of the things there but when you you have whether it's um you know an agatha christie whether it's you know obviously knives out is is based heavily on that and you know the film i kept going back to was the original murder on the orient express with uh, mm -hmm. uh the Sidney lumet film with um Albert Finney and Anthony Perkins and Sean Connery and Lauren Bacall and Ingrid Bergman and Martin, Martin Balsam that, you know, that amazing cast that they had. Yeah. And, um, you know, how do we get as many famous rich people together and create a story around it? Um, you know, that's what we have here. And this is, this is, it, it, again, we'll talk about this in greater detail, but there is, there is comfort in familiar tropes and there's comfort in things that are not remakes it's funny you host a podcast about remakes yes. and i've written several blog posts about how i don't want remakes i want ripoffs 
Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm those not, are yeah, ripoffs are fun. That's you know, a real. Like, you know, Star Wars <laughs> is a ripoff of Flash Gordon. You know, uh-huh. um, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark is a ripoff of like all those you know Republic serials. This is clearly, and this knowingly rips off Clue and uh, you know the Agatha Christie and mm-hmm. in its own way Murder by Death. You know, which is a yeah. was a favorite of mine as a kid, but um, but it's okay because we like that. We like familiar genres we like familiar tropes and instead of remaking them create a new character we don't you know you know it's what i like about i mean the other ryan great ryan johnson show you know poker face i mean people say should they remake colombo no make make poker face create a new character that kind of fits into that um that template but it but can add a new flavor to it because you you you're just will always fight uphill you know, it's when people say, "Oh, who should who who would be the next Indiana Jones?" Nobody, the Mummy. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, mm. you know, who should be, it's you know why should we remake something when we could just say, "Hey, do another murder mystery or do another space movie or do another western," and you, know, you don't have to say who's gonna who's gonna read who's gonna remake the Man with No Name. Nobody make another western. <laughs> and uh, I and I, I I fervently believe that you know that this is a you know a uh uh Hercule Poirot. It's like this came out and Murder on the Orient Express the remake with yeah. the Kenneth Branagh film. Which uh-huh. film resonated with people? Which film caught the popular culture? And the 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 Murder on the Orient Express remake which did okay at the box office but it wasn't mm-hmm. it didn't become like like the first knives out film was a sensation i i think the the interesting comparison there is that um after murder murder on the orient express they actually did make uh death on the nile right uh coming out i think it With came Wonder out the, yeah and it was the same year or right around the same time as glass onion which I, I thought was very funny and now they are they've already you know the trailers come out for a third Hercule Poirot with Kenneth Branagh, uh, which, and they've, you know, announced, you know, that uh, they're working on a third uh, Knives Out starring, you know, Benoit Blanc with Ryan Johnson directing, which is, I, I think it's interesting that these two series are on very different journeys. Yeah. Uh, but they are successful in their own weird ways. I, I don't, I don't know if, you know, Death on the Nile, I didn't, I don't think I liked as much as uh, Murder on the Orient Express, but I, I honestly <laughs> didn't see it. So. It's still, they were, they were fun. They, they captured the energy that, that you wanted in this kind of movie, but yeah, they weren't, you know, they weren't reinventing the wheel like this, you know, the thing that makes Glass Onion so interesting and exciting is that it is a very modern story. Yeah. It's funny. I, I did not, I did not see th- the murder on the the Nile. Um, I did see the murder on the Orient Express, um, but I I had a how do I say this? I just I love the Sydney Lament film. Mm-hmm. I love Albert Finney in that role. I love that you had Ingrid Bergman and Sean Connery yeah. and Anthony Perkins and you know. Uh, uh, Lauren Bacall and like there's so many like the 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 it was just such an, a such a great eclectic cast mm-hmm. and I'm like I don't need to see this one again yeah <laughs> like and and also sort of like there's so many Agatha Christie books why are we hitting this note again 
Yeah. You know, the, th- just, the third the third one that he's working on is, uh, I believe, one that hasn't been adapted for film. So yeah. that could be maybe have its have a chance to be something greater. Uh, now, let me yeah. say, I'm I'm a Kenneth Branagh fan, and I've been for a long time. Henry V is, I think, the single greatest Shakespeare film ever made. Hmm. I think it's an astonishing masterpiece. Uh, and if if him churning out uh, you know, Death on the Nile or Thor or the Cinderella remake means that we're going to get a uh, Belfast, mm-hmm. you know, which I thought was a beautiful movie. And I'm so glad he won the Academy Award, finally won his long overdue Oscar for that movie. Um, if doing those will mean we get those other films as well, it's well worth it. You know, it's like I'm not against it. I'm just, I would rather see. A new character, which is why I think Natasha Leone's character as Charlie in Poker Face is so interesting, and why I th- I would rather see a Benoit Blanc, even if they wink to the camera every once in a while, like they made the Clue table references in the first one, and they you know they referred to Clue in this one again, filling out the score sheet like a game of Clue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that I would rather have that than you know keep remaking the same thing over and over again. Which is interesting because my guest is someone who has a podcast about remakes. So, um, look at let's let's. Uh, I think we're wrapping up here. If anything else you want to say about uh, number seventeen? Uh, no, it's a it's a good little minute. Uh, we're ch- we're chugging right along with the uh, the scene on the dock leading into the boat. It's an efficient scene with an efficient man. Well, look at um, please follow us on all the social media. Thanks so much, and um, follow the show on Twitter at Glass Onion Min, all one word. And please subscribe, listen, rate on whatever podcatcher you use. And when we come back, it will be minute 18 where we find out what material Benoit Blanc's shirt is made of and wondering who else is going to show up on the dock in Greece. On behalf of my guest, Andrew Lindy, I am... Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm your host for this episode of Glass Onion Minute.